0: Your Bucket List Buster, hosted by Karen Duncan, your leisure counselor. Your Bucket List Buster travel show helps you make your bucket list dreams come true. Host Karen Duncan spent decades running a travel business. She, along with other industry experts, share their knowledge, travel stories, and wisdom about how to travel, where to travel, and how to have a stress-free adventure. Tune in and give yourself permission. Focus on yourself, create lifelong memories with family and friends, and finally, learn to relax, rejuvenate, and reconnect. Welcome to your Bucket List Buster. Aloha, buenos dias, nihau, yahate, bula, guten tag, bonjour, jumbo, boa tarde. Everything's iry, and good afternoon. Welcome, I'm your Bucket List Buster, and I hope you all are having a fantastic day. So my thoughts for the week, it's been quite of a ride this month. We're talking about traveling with children. Took me in some different angles and and, and directions than I thought that I would actually be going to, which was really nice because my kids are grown And uh, it's been a while since I've had to travel with little ones, although you see people traveling with them all the time as, as we go through our travels. But I was reading an article about whether to travel with babies and toddlers was a good thing or not. And I feel it's totally up to you as a parent, but know that there will be those that criticize you and those that think it's fabulous. I did travel with my children when they were young, and they learned to sit still on planes, not to bother others, etc. If you're going to travel with your children, it's best to provide opportunities for them to learn beforehand. Nowadays, people are afraid of telling their children no. They want free-range children just like free-range chickens, which isn't a bad thing. But on an airplane or in close quarters with others, they need to have some sense of what it's like to be still for long periods of time. Now that my children are grown, I wish I had taken them on more trips, but I still think that I would have waited until they were old enough to remember their experience. I tell people all the time who call about Disney especially, wait until the youngest is old enough to enjoy the experience. Traveling is overwhelming for everyone nowadays with flight delays, going through security, standing in lines, as we discussed last week. Have a plan when traveling with your little ones. But things are changing. Working parents want to spend more quality time with their children, so leaving them behind after working long weeks doesn't seem right to some people. Did you know that international travel to Europe and even the Middle East, those citizens embrace Americans bringing their little ones on trips by almost double the rate of Americans who don't mind people bringing their kids on trips? We have less tolerance for other people's children in the U.S., So my point being today is you don't have to wait until your children are grown anymore to enjoy your bucket list. Take them with you, but plan in advance. Know your potential challenges you may have and prepare as much as possible for those. And for the ones you cannot identify ahead of time, take it in stride. Don't let it ruin your experience. As long as no one gets sick, then it's all in the experience. You'll talk about those experiences later in life. So go ahead, take those babies with you, and groom the next generation of explorers. I hope that you guys are having a fantastic spring break. This is spring break season. It started here in Austin last week, and it typically goes through the first week of April from coast to coast. So we're going to talk about some different travel trends that we can um, help you as you go along in your travels this spring break and make things a little bit easier. Some of it is fun stuff, just FYI information travel trends. And some of it is to um, give you some some resources so that your trip will be less hectic. So this is your travel this is your bucket list buster, <laughs> Karen Duncan, and I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a minute. Don't worry a this segment is brought to you by Peaks Cruises and Tours. Peaks Cruises and Tours has been providing family travel for over 22 years. Mitchell is standing by to help you plan your next family adventure. Contact him at 512. 512- two five two eight nine one nine or peaks cruises tours dot com. That's P-E-E-K S CruisesTours dot com. So, welcome back to your bucket list buster. So March, we've been discussing family travel. And I thought it was very interesting some of the things um, that are trending in family travel this year. One of the things that, uh, that's become very popular, uh, according to a AAA survey, is that 28% of you are planning three or more trips in 2017. Now, that's a lot. Um, usually, families don't take that, that many trips in a year. So that's really interesting to me. I love the fact that we're starting to see the benefit of traveling as a family or traveling at all three times a year. There are certain demographics that have always traveled at least two, three, four times a year, but they're usually the demographics, that the seniors or retired or LGBT, um, folks that don't theoretically have children at home, um, are, are usually the ones taking more trips. So it's exciting to me that, to know that you guys are traveling out there this year. Old school family road trips is number one. 79% of you are going to take some road trips this year. Love a road trip. We need to do a barbecue bash or or uh, or a... Um, one of the things I've wanted to do in Jamaica is a, is a jerk run for... Going to different stands and and tasting the jerk chicken. Here in Texas, we like to do that with barbecue. But a good old fashioned road trip to the beach or wherever you can go within a three mile, a three hundred mile radius um, within your city or state is fantastic. I guess it wouldn't be three hundred miles within your city. That'd be one heck of a city, wouldn't it? National parks is number two on the list at 51% of you visiting national parks. I think there is a huge increase in interest in national parks since last year was a centennial and it's close to home. There's lots of history there. Number three visits to themes parks, of course, 40% of you will visit uh, theme parks. Next, number four on the list is trips to international destinations. 33% of you will take an international destination as a family. Amazing. Guided or escorted tours, 22%. And then ocean cruises. This really surprised me that it's only 20%, but I guess it shouldn't since only about 20% of Americans have actually been on a cruise anyway. So that um, falls kind of in line with With um, the number of people that are first-time cruisers, leaves us a lot of space for people to be out on the water. Hawaii tops the list for Gen Xers and Millennials for those wanting to visit Hawaii with young children and teens. At 29% each, Hawaii is safe when thinking of traveling with your youngsters And because it feels international, it still provides the safety that we require or that we seek when traveling with our young ones, especially for the first big trip. You don't have to worry about the food, the water, that type of thing. So it's a perfect, perfect um, destination. Trends in traveling with infants and toddlers. The Ritz-Carlton now has tents outside by the pool. With popcorn machines, board games, activity mats, and they even have scavenger hunts around the hotel and in the rooms for children to participate in. The Four Seasons has uh, created what they call their Toddler VIP Program. Aquilina Hotels, I'm not real familiar with them, but they offer diaper genies and baby-friendly bath products. Club Med, Norwegian Cruise Line, and Rural Caribbean Cruise Line are encouraging more families with more activities and products for each age group. And then Virgin Atlantic and JetBlue now offer warming services. So you can see that the supplier, travel suppliers out there, whether it's hotels or airlines, are starting to appreciate the fact that families are traveling together and they're trying to... Um, nurture these relationships and encourage people to use them because they are incorporating some more family-friendly baby-friendly type services um, for you to come visit with them some weekly news that i thought was really interesting is royal caribbean has now joined princess and disney cruise line with hiring lifeguards on their cruises because of the influx of families that are traveling with younger children and the fact that the ships are larger and adding um, other additional water features, they're adding lifeguards. You would have thought that they had lifeguards um, all along, but it's not been necessary until recently. Now that there are multiple pools and multi- multiple water features on these um, cruises there's a little more concern about everybody being able to keep their eyes on the little ones some of them offer life vests which I think they all should um, or parent as parents we should be a little more diligent about making sure that our children have flotation devices attached to them because you never know when they're going to get away from you but those are some I, I think the adding of the lifeguards is really going to be a great feature to help everybody stay safe. Sandals Resort I am thrilled to announce is going to have their second resort in Barbados. I absolutely love Barbados and I'll be highlighting Barbados as a destination here pretty soon. But this will be an all-suites resort available for, for booking starting today. Um, you can start booking and it will and and you you can actually start staying at the resort beginning December the 20th, 2017. So all those, this particular uh, resort has nothing to do with families. Uh, you know, Sandals owns Beaches Resort, which is their family-friendly resort, and word is that they're getting ready to build a Beaches um, in Antigua and, um, and, I think, Barbados. But I thought this is a good place, if nothing else, for a baby-making resort. Because it's so romantic, there'll be two hundred and twenty two rooms uh which will all be concierge and butler level uh suites If you've never had a butler you that should be on your bucket list once. I swore I would never do this and i have I've had a butler a couple times at the sandals resorts, and I promise you it is one of the 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 best ways you can pamper yourself that you will ever ever imagine. So they'll also have the brand signature Rondevals, Millionaire Butler Suite Sky Pools, which is an amazing pool on your balcony. It's an infinity pool on your balcony, which inc- will include private Rolls Royce transfers to and from the airport. Now, this is really high class, but it is so one of those things you should do for yourself just once. If it's a honeymoon, anniversary I'm turning 50, I just want to do something great for me and my significant other and surprise them, this is, this of course is something that you should try. Um, And then you get the opportunity to stay at one and play at two when you go to Barbados now that they'll be having their second um, resort there. Vacations at the new resort start at $251 per person per night, which is a really good um, price to get started with them. Jamaica is known for its gorgeous beaches and its tropical terrain, and they have a new um, tour that I think is very interesting through Island Routes uh, Caribbean Adventures. They have a brand-new mini-route driving tour. This unique tour launches uh, launched in March 2017 and will allow visitors to drive themselves around the island in a custom-branded Mini Cooper, the Mini Cooper will cost about 225 per person based on two people in the car. I'm not sure that's right. If it's 225 per person anyway, or just $225, i will have to double-check on that, and I'll get back with you. American joins Delta in offering free meals on transcontinental flights. Yay, the foods are coming back. Don't you remember when we could fly or am I dating myself? When we could fly, I used to love waiting for, for them to serve us the little meal with the desserts and stuff in it when I was a kid and I was um, flying. That, that made my day. Nowadays, though, with the types of food that we have in the airports you can get some really good stuff and take it on the plane. I think that's amazing too. But they're going to be offering food. And Qatar Airlines has included double pods. So they, Qatar Airlines and some, some other airlines, have now, are now offering these pods in business class. Where if you're doing a long flight transcontinental, um, these flights that are 10 hours or more where you can actually lay down. You have your own little private space. You've got headphones. You you can really stretch out and actually get some good sleep on these longer, on these longer flights. Well, now Qatar is making it so that you can do a double pod. So you can take this barrier, uh, remove this barrier that's between the two pods and open it up so that you're laying next to each other. Now, I don't know if that's a good idea. I'm sure somebody's going to Try something crazy, but uh, it could be good when you're traveling with your significant other or a child um, to be able to have that space where you can kind of stretch out between the two of you. Well, those are our very fun travel news and travel trends for this week. I thought they were very interesting. I hope you do. I'm going to take another quick break, and when I get back... We're going to talk to our guest speaker, Ms. Juliette Percheron, who is president and co-founder, along with Marion, of Bebe Voyage, an organization that was created out of necessity for families that are traveling with small babies, and I think you're going to be really interested in what she has to say about things that they're finding out and some of the services that or or connections and resources that they have. So when we get back, we'll talk to Juliet. This is your bucket list buster. I'll see you in a minute
1: drives me crazy when business owners believe that just because they're not on stage speaking, they don't need stage presence. Stages come in all shapes and sizes. You're on the stage when you're in a boardroom, talking to a prospect, or introducing yourself and your company. I invite you to join me on a free educational webinar called How to Triple Your Income Through Speaking. Learn the critical ingredients to make impact and income on any type of stage. Go to speakersuccessformula.com and grab your spot now.
0: Welcome back to your Bucket List Buster. I have the pleasure of having a fantastic guest speaker today, Ms. Juliette Pergeron, President and Co-founder um, of Bebe Voyage. And hello, how are you today?
1: Good. How are you?
0: Good. Good. I want to make sure that we tell the listeners we've got a little background noise because Juliette is at the gym. So that she yep. could drop off her kiddo at um, the playdate um, space across the street, so she's got to be at the gym. As mothers and talking about family travel, which is what we're talking about, this is one of those sacrifices we're gonna have to make. So yep, I appreciate you taking the time. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> so tell us about Bebe Voyage. How did it get started?
1: Um, all right. Well, just to take you back a couple of years. Well, my, my son, I have two children, my son, Felix is three. And so, um, and he was born when we were living in London. Um, Mm -hmm. And my co founder, Marianne, who's an old friend of mine, um, had a son a few months before, and he was born in Sweden. And we both had, we both moved from the countries where our sons were born within the first couple months so wow. i moved to uh to the us and she moved to mozambique uh, Oh, wow. and so she and so she she's actually um a, a you know very international background she's uh french american like me and married to a swedish diplomat and uh ended up down in mozambique and now they're going to be moving to argentina and she's done a ton of traveling with her son and i was um just by just by that move you know had we had traveled to france to visit family and then U.S. and then that summer we went back to Europe and uh, so happened that my parents my grandparents were celebrating their 60th wedding anniversary in Italy so we went there Uh, so we did basically there was a lot of travel in that first year for my son and for Marianne's son so coming towards the end of that year uh, Marianne reached out to me and you know was uh, curious to see if I'd be willing to co-write a book for traveling with babies with her and I was just coming off maternity leave looking for some something to do, so that, that um, why not. And as we started doing research and looking into it, um, we felt we needed a digital presence, and very quickly we thought, why don't we start um, a private Facebook group with the friends that we know who travel with their babies and do some kind of market research that way and find out what they're talking about. But what was interesting right. is, um you know we we had prepped all of these questions because we, we were expecting to start this group and no one would talk and we would have to instigate instigate all the conversation but literally within the first day people were already introducing themselves excited about the club and within the first on the first weekend we already had um you know close to 500 people in the club wow. were just inviting new people in yes um so we were like whoa we're on to something here um and mm-hmm. now it's been, that was June 2015, so it's been about a good year and a half since then, um, and we're now approaching 4,000 people in the group, um, and they're all over the wow. world, and so now that's really the the power of VBW is really that community now, um, and, and the book has that's now so taken a, a back seat, <laughs> but um, not that it won't happen, but um, we've realized that there's something, there's definitely a huge opportunity since uh, this really, you know, happened so organically. right you know that was one of
0: one of the first things I talked about um, when I started doing the podcast a few weeks ago was how I felt um, exposing children to travel changes um, their thought process about people Mm -hmm. and cultures and food and that type of thing I'm such a proponent of children getting an opportunity to travel with their families
1: yes absolutely well I mean that's really one of our that's basically our mission that we're all about um exposing uh ba- children at the youngest age to the world to different ex- experiences you know cuisine as you say mm-hmm. meeting people from different backgrounds etc and we believe that ultimately that will lead to a more you know peaceful generation um Absolutely. I think a lot of <laughs> the problems of the world would be resolved if everyone could you know afford to travel but you no, know, it doesn't always have to be traveling so far away. I mean, you Exactly. Know, we also just outside about, of your community. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're also, we're also talking a lot about traveling within your own city or your own region. Um, right. I just started, like this is only a few weeks old, but I just started a series on the blog where I'm getting our members to kind of give us a rundown of kind of their perfect day in their city. So they just kind of go around, you know, tell us, okay, like at nine, here's what we're going to do. And this is, we're going to have, we're going to go to this museum or do this thing and we're going to have lunch here. So it's a way to like inspire people, you know, what they're doing in that city, but also it's a way to get our people to, you know, travel within their own city. um, Because it's not always possible to take a plane across the world. Not everyone can do that.
0: (laughs) I'm a huge proponent of that as well, traveling locally uh, to support the local economy. Um Absolutely. and finding out a lot of times we because we live in a uh area we don't tend to do the things that tourists come to our cities to do, so there's so much that we can find out about our own backyard
1: totally i you know when you live somewhere, you kind of get comp- especially when you have kids you know you have mm-hmm. so much going on and you're tired, so you want to rest, et cetera but it's good to sometimes give yourself that little boost that little motivation to go discover something that you would do if you were just if you were touring the city as a visitor, so. That's true. Um, yeah, exactly.
0: And you talked about um, teaching them about new cuisines. Maybe we can, if, if we could get more Americans to travel, we may not have to have a, a run on chicken nuggets because that seems to be the only thing, <laughs> only no, thing young is. kids want to eat in the in the U.S. Uh,
1: I have to say, now, I know um, that, um, and you know, I lived, I was living in London for a little while, and I have to say when I came back to the U.S., uh, two, uh, it's been almost three years now. Um, I did notice that, you know, cuisine in the U.S. in general has definitely come a long way um, in the mm-hmm. last, you know, 10 years. You know, there, there's a big focus on local, et cetera, and healthy eating right. and stuff like that. But um, we actually did a road trip this summer around Lake Michigan. So, again, you know, wanting to discover because we're, we're now living in Chicago. Um, oh, cool. I'm from us.
0: Chicago.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. So we're we're new here. So we were like, okay, well, let's discover um, this region, so we did a tour around Lake Michigan, which was really cool, but what I did discover is, you know, as soon as you, I mean, and I think you probably need to know there, I'm sure you can ask people and you can find out the good places to go, but it's, it's true that as soon as you leave these big cities a lot of these restaurants, kind of uh, the cuisine is mm, a little so-so, and, and definitely kids' menus need work, that's for sure Yes, um, yes. <laughs> i have just say France has amazing kid kids' menus, and our members in London talk, say that the ones the kids menus in the UK are, are better too. I I can't comment on that because my son was two months old when we left. Right, but, um, that's good to know.
0: So France yeah, and no. the UK have good children's but, menus. That's
1: well, in general though, I would say um, people tend to think that in Europe, 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 and actually Asia too is more kid friendly than the US, which is interesting. For instance, mm-hmm. I hear that, um, and uh, this is really more from hearing from our various ambassadors and members that in Europe, they make more of an effort to give big discounts for families, whether it's uh, at museums or, you know, hotels and whatever. Um, The U.S. is a little bit behind in that department. Um, That's what I
0: hear. That's actually, um, that's interesting you say that because earlier in the show, I talk about that being one of the trends is um, an article that I read talked about how, um, in other parts of the world, people are a little more kid-friendly. Even in the Middle East, they yes. um, embrace Absolutely. embrace people um, with children visiting. So that's good. Yeah. Well,
1: actually, uh, one of our members who's actually um, coming out who's just joined the team and helping us with our uh, media outreach, is, she lives in Doha. And um, she said that she knows the huge difference between how kid-friendly they are over there compared to here in the U.S. Um, and in fact, she, in her opinion like and i I've, I've i've only flown on um, emirates prior to having babies but i noticed that they were a very mm-hmm. good airline but she said that all of those airlines uh the you know middle eastern airlines are really very kid friendly and she said that nice. um yeah they give all these like kids you know kids packs you know children's menus and whatever and like very and even between her older son who's about three and her baby who's actually also five months they gave specific toys for each one you know so that's not nothing that you would see on the likes of American Airlines um, which I fly very often because I have miles but um, right (laughs) so um, so
0: I I noticed that you had a bunch of um, not a bunch but some really good articles on your Facebook page (laughs) are are those people do you do you um solicit people writing articles for, on your behalf or these people are just finding you guys?
1: No, I mean, we, uh, so we're, you know, because we're a private uh, Facebook group, people are constantly sharing articles in the group that they come across. Like, Oh, did you guys see okay. this? So some of those articles are articles that come across that we come across, whether it's from other members or we um, see it on, you know, through social media that we'll, we'll share. Cause we're always going to be right. trying to share as much as we can on um, travel with babies from all different perspectives. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, we do have a number of in-house, you know, people who are members uh, of the group, which we call Club Baby Voyage, by the way, um, who are them- in themselves influencers or, you know, bloggers. We call them our in-house bloggers, and they also okay. write a lot. Um, uh, and so we'll share a lot of their Articles as well, um, and sometimes Super. they, you know, they will write about us. Or, and I've just started. Um, and All of this is kind of we're constantly evolving, but uh, we now have a number of those in-house bloggers acting as regular contributors to our blog. Um, nice. So, and we're growing that community too. So, um, um, very that's, nice. Yeah, exactly. We're all about sharing as much content as we can, um, get as much information as possible.
0: Well, cool. Well, uh, then we'll, I'll make sure I send you the link to this interview so that you guys can put it out there as well. So people know that. No, that would be
1: great. So you know, I remember, uh, I I was going to say one thing, you know, when my son, um, who's now three, was born, um, even though, yes, when you Google, you'll find information. I just remember that feeling, you know, first of all, first time mom. So you're panicked anyway. And then on (laughs) top of it, I mean, when I remember when he was three weeks old, we, we took, we were living in North London um, and then we decided to, take him to the u.s embassy to get his passport which was in central Mm. london and just that trip i was petrified of Of so then you know gearing up to the first trip we did with him which was a road trip down to france six weeks six weeks old there was so much planning and organizing there's so many things you don't know and you're Mm -hmm. nervous about you know everything they're a first-time mom anyway so really the community and all articles are there to to support people and, you know, make them feel like they're not alone, that it's doable, you know. Of course, there are challenges, but it's doable, and you will survive. That so is that's, true. That's what, what we're doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I think my daughter was, she was probably six weeks old or seven weeks old the first time she flew to, yeah. from, from Texas <clears throat> to Chicago. And so <clears throat> my two were on the plane going back and forth that way. From mm-hmm. the very beginning, and it it's, yep. it, it's so good. Are you, so, are you guys a travel agency
1: or not? Right? No, no, we're not. Um, currently, we're not. We are looking at because we have so many um, people in the community who have such invaluable advice. Um, mm-hmm. We are looking at potentially moving in a direction where some of these people act as like local consultants. Right. Um, but we're we're not yet there yet. We're, we're okay. these are different. Areas we're exploring but currently yeah, that's a that's
0: um, a big one
1: mhm mhm I mean one of the big things too is one of the big questions that people have is what to what type of travel gear to take mm-hmm. um uh, that's a big one and it's like I, I i came back to it um having just had uh my second baby five month old she was born in October, and we flew we just did a short flight Chicago to New York when she was just eight weeks old. And I was traveling alone with her and my son, Felix, who's three. And, of course, I was like, okay, what what kind of travel gear do I bring? Because um, what you need in the airport is different than what you'll need on the ground over there. Um, exactly. So <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a constant puzzle. Of, like, well, so do I bring the baby carrier? Do I bring this this umbrella stroller, Or do I bring this or that? Um, and uh, that's one thing that people are constantly um, – and, and people have different – Different techniques, you know, different, some parents are all about baby wearing, other parents are the stroller and, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, everything in between. Um, But, uh, you know, car seat or not the car seat, you know, all these questions. Um, And that's one thing where we're, you know, trying to help people. And that's an area where, um, you know, we're looking to see if we can potentially team up with some brands to help, you know, get some of these yeah, Get some discounts for people and stuff like that because it's it's expensive, you know? It uh, is,
0: totally. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so are those some of the trends that you're seeing that people are really interested in the travel gear? What are some of the other things that people are, are asking questions about? Uh,
1: a big one actually is um, uh, these kind of travel beds. I don't even know if that's the right term, but basically there's this, uh, a few products. Um, one of them is flat tot. Another one first-class pillow. There's also the jet box, a kid's jet box. I can't, Sorry, I'm kind of blanking on the name, but there are a few different ones. Um, and these are basically these kind of, like, blow-up pillows that you put between your seat and the seat ahead of you, and it, it, it kind of creates, like, a bed. Um, so for, for adults, you could just prop your legs up, but it's great for kids because they can just lie across there, and it, right. it looks great. Um, I, we actually got the first-class one, but... I haven't actually had a chance to use it yet because um, on the flight, the outgoing flight, we were at the bunker seat, and you need to be in a normal seat to put it. And mm-hmm. on the flight back, we happen to have the whole row, so there's no need to blow it up. But but our members do swear by those. Okay. Uh, they say that it's really a fantastic way for them. To, you know, their their small, their little ones actually get to sleep properly on the plane with those. And that can so make such a, a
0: difference for everybody on the flight.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so that's definitely a big one uh, in terms of gear. And, and right. then, you know, people are constantly questioning, you know, which strollers, um, right. one, one stroller that everyone lo- loves, is a European, uh, I, I think it's French, it's the Baby Zen Yo-Yo. People love it because it's super small and it folds up really small and you can bring it on, you can actually bring it on the plane as a carry-on. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones – there's there's another one, the uh, Mountain Buggy Nano, that people talk about. And, right. Um, so those are some other strollers that people are really into. Um, but um, I actually nice. don't have any of those. I use uh, – I have the Uppa Baby um, the Umbrella Stroller, which is the G-Lux, I think. And so that one you, I just have to drop – I just leave at the gate. Um, okay. So, yeah.
0: So what are some I, of the pointers um, for parents mm-hmm. traveling with children do you
1: have? Some of the pointers. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I would say do everything you can to be as organized before you leave as, as possible. Um, you know, try to compartmentalize your items so your you know your passport and your boarding pass. You know, put it in a part of your bag that you can re- easily access. Right. Um, baby food and all that stuff. Put it in one spot. You know, all the entertainment kind of stuff that you're bringing with you. Put in, try to make put them in separate places so it's not a huge mess in your bag, um, because exactly. then you'll need and you need to grab it quickly. Um, but also also understand that not everything goes according to plan when you're traveling, um, especially with uh, babies. And sometimes you'll be put in situations. You know, there could, there could be delays. Um, <laughs> last year when i was newly pregnant with my my daughter and i was with my 2 year old son i was just flying back from new york to chicago and my flight ended up having 8 hours delay Ooh. um it was horrible <laughs> um but you know those things happen um yes, they and do. you know and not that i was very laid back situation plus i was just pregnant so i was feeling very <laughs> hormonal but but just just try to be relaxed about it and the first time I, um, well, not the first time I traveled, but when I went on that big trip with him um, this summer when he was six months old, right. I just kind of viewed the whole experience as like a big adventure. Right. Um, and just, yeah, just, go, just it's a lot in the mindset, you know, like, Oh, you know, we're going on a plane we're going on a train. And um, I don't know. It, it's, it's really. That's all so important
0: to me. It, it's the, it is, it really does come down to the mindset. If you're, if you just you know that it may not go as smoothly as possible as you as you've planned and and as first-time mothers like you said everything we want everything to be planned out perfectly but that just doesn't happen in the world of air travel nowadays especially no Um, unfortunately
1: So you're gonna have
0: to just you gotta find a way to take a chill pill
1: yeah not literally and i exactly and i think you know i think I always feel this after I travel with my kids. um, I always feel like it tests your parenting skills to the extreme. It puts you in these extreme circumstances and you, you know, you're like, okay, well, I am on full blast mommy mode right now. (laughs) Um, Like, cause, cause I also happen to travel a lot of times alone with my, um, well, Mm -hmm. mostly I've been with my son, but now that I have another baby, um, I've traveled alone with both of them. Um and so it's just me, you know, and but but one thing to say is especially when I was flying before Christmas with two, people felt so badly for me. They were always helping. <laughs> they were always asking me oh, to help. So I have to say typically, um, even though, you know, I think airports and airlines have some work to do, especially the American ones in this and, you know, being more family friendly, right. other um yeah, other other passengers, other travelers You know, either they've been there before or they are there, you know, their parents or their grandparents, or maybe they're not, but they're just friendly. Like they they see you in the situation and they're like, can I hold something for you or can I do something to help? And um, on the way, on on that flight when I was two and I was extremely sleep deprived because my daughter was still very little, um, we sat next to the nicest man who literally took care of my now three-year-old. The entire—I mean, it was only a—you know—like a two-hour trip, but
0: you right, just but entertained still. him the
1: entire time. Yeah, it was great. I mean, all I had to do was just sit there with my baby who was sleeping. It's thank nice. God. <laughs> um, so it ended up not being that hard of a flight. Um So you know, I think a-
0: most people—most people for the for the most part—really do want to help. There are very few people that are just really are mean about it.
1: Yeah. But if you've had a
0: child and traveled with yeah. a child, you understand what a parent is going through.
1: In my experience, most people are really friendly about it. I mean, I, it has happened once where I, <laughs> I got bumped up, and it was only from again, it was it was a, one of those New York Chicago flights. My parents live in New York, which is why I go back and forth a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I got bumped up to the, the first class, and I sat next to a woman, <laughs> and she just she just said. Great, I, was like, <laughs> I, I feel I feel great now, um but you know it's it's really not. I mean, I, I'm going back to you know before I had kids. Yeah, no, you're not thrilled if you're sitting next to a baby, but it's not going to make the parent relax if the the passenger right. is unhappy about it, and that's not going to help the baby. You know, that's so, true.
0: That's so true. Um, yeah. So how can parents get connected with you guys?
1: Um, well, our website is www. Bebé Voyage b e b e v o y a g e dot com and um, you can register there and usually from there there's a pointer to our Facebook group um, which is called Club Baby Voyage and that's where most of the interaction is going on at the moment okay. um, and if you try to join the club um, we do request that uh, that that uh, you register on our website um, and yeah I mean it's it's pretty it's pretty easy. Um, I'm, we're always looking okay. for new members, so uh especially you know and and the great thing about the club is that our members are really all around the world, so um, you know when people are yes it's it's really cool i love I love seeing people from all different you know backgrounds and nationalities interacting on you know bonding over parenthood um and we yeah. have moms and dads in the group, um oh, cool. but you know really, yeah, really bonding over. Um, similar issues so you know we're all more similar than we think um and um what was i going to say yeah and if if a parent is traveling you know from london to sydney or to tokyo or whatever we, we have people in all those places so if they have burning questions about you know diaper sizes or baby food over mm. there or what to do or whatever um you know we have people there who can give them you know some good tips um that's really know. that's nice so yeah, and learn, get some good local
0: nice. advice. Very mm-hmm. last question. What's on your bucket list?
1: Uh, well, on the side, I also work for um, a travel agent. I'm doing a lot of her content, um, mm-hmm. and I'm always inspired. I I want to go everywhere, so I have <laughs> a huge, huge bucket list. Lately, I've just been translating for her some um, content on Slovenia, uh, and I'm just like, wow, it sounds beautiful. I want to go. Um, but... Um, Really, I mean, I would love to go to South America. Um, yeah, I, I also, I, yeah, um, I also taught English in Thailand. So I'd love to go back to to Thailand and other, um, you know, Vietnam possibly. I mean, I really, I, I, I'm open to. I want to go everywhere and drive my husband crazy because he's like, "Let's focus on one place and then we'll go to the next." But um, yeah, but and that's know, the I'm that's the
0: way it is in in the world of travel. I, anytime yeah. I do a trip for a client, I'm the same way. You know, you get focused you on. Want oh, I want to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I know. I'm trying to focus. You know. Um, we, so we have a lot of family in France, and um, so we have to go there to to visit them, and I'm Mm -hmm. trying to at least make the most of, you know, really, you know, wherever we go, doing a little bit of traveling, you know, because when you visit family, sometimes you could just get locked into just visiting them, but I want to try to make every trip a bit of a a travel experience, Um, so uh, if we're going to uh, Normandy to visit my husband's family, um, I want to really kind of discover the region a bit, you know, go to the various villages that are worth seeing and the beaches and, you know, all the, all all the things that are nice to see over there. So really kind of constantly be discovering, like I said, in the beginning, even in your own city. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, I so,
0: I so appreciate you coming on such last minute, you know, but it, this is some fantastic information. And, and the, the, I guess my greatest takeaway from the whole thing is, when families are traveling and they're part of your network, you know the diaper size thing could really be a problem if you've got to buy diapers and you don't understand the sizing. You know, right. it's those or, type or, of things that are important.
1: You know, or if people are you know looking for formula in a different country and they don't right. know if it's the equivalent. You know, there's a lot of stuff like that that you don't think about when you're out of the baby stage, but that come up. Um, but even even things like oh, I'm thinking about doing this with my kids while I'm in your city. Do you think this is doable in one day or do you think this is too much? Um, things like that. Um, right. But, you know, one just before I get off, one thing that, you know, you'll hear a lot of is uh, why take your babies or your small children traveling mm-hmm. when they're so little and they won't remember? But, you know, I really think uh, one time someone told me it's like building blocks. So, um, you know, even though they won't remember that first experience, like that will still affect the next experience and the next one and the next one. And it will be somewhere. And I think it will, it will make them more flexible um, even at the youngest age. I agree.
0: I so agree.
1: Yeah. And it's all about balance. I mean, you know, I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't, for me personally, it doesn't work to like when you're traveling constantly on the go with your children. I think you need to, you need to change your traveling style a little bit with the baby. You need to put in a lot more, and stuff like that because they're still babies they need to rest they need to relax and they need to get into the time zone probably depending on where you're going um right but it's, it's so like most things in life it's about it's, it's a balance you know it's a you have to find the right balance but i definitely still think that traveling with baby is is worth it um but i, I i'm not you know i agree say you know, necessarily, you have to travel the world with your baby, you know, they have their whole lives to do it. But I definitely think that if you, you know, you, you want to, then you should do it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. Totally. Perfect, perfect, perfect interview. Thank you so much, Julia, for for joining us. And well, thank I'm, you for going having to, me. I'm going to go to another short break. And this is your bucket list. <laughs> You're listening to Your Bucket List Buster on eWomen Network. Welcome back to Your Bucket List Buster. I want to tell you a little bit about an organization that I'm very passionate about called Adventures with Autism, Down Syndrome, and Epilepsy. Last week, we kicked off $12 for 12 families in 12 weeks, a campaign where we're trying to um, help support caregivers of children with special needs. Those are the parents who never get an opportunity to focus on themselves. We take families on a cruise with the help of specialists, occupational therapists, physical therapists, speech therapists, special education teachers, paraprofessionals, nurses, and doctors, um, where they can provide respite camp um, while parents are going to workshops And having fellowship opportunities with other um, parents of special needs children. Plus, they just get an opportunity to sleep and rest and relax their mind. When you have a child with special needs, um, depending on the severity of those, those needs, a lot of times you put yourself last. And caregivers need an opportunity to step back for a little while, just like the rest of us, and have an opportunity to have some fun and focus on something other than doctor's appointments and therapist appointments. It's really, really important to me that everyone get an opportunity to have some rest and relaxation and rejuvenation. Heck, reconnect with each other. Reconnect with your spouse. Reconnect with other children in the family that, that need to be connected with. So we are continuing our campaign. Please go to awaday.org. That's a-w-a-d-a-e.org. org. Click on the donate button, donate $12 or more if you feel so inclined for the information to 12 of your friends to encourage them to extend this uh, invitation to 12 of their friends and so on and so on so that we can do our first Adventures with Autism, Down Syndrome and Epilepsy cruise. And it is a seminar at sea. It's not just about them going on a cruise, which is important in itself. But they learn some some really important information about taking care of themselves, extended care for their children after, you know, they're not able to do so. what's you know, how to allow your children to grow to their their best capabilities and um, just the just things that will help them um, make their lives a little easier, at least the mental piece of it so that they're not so stressed out all the time. So we'd appreciate your help. That's Adventures with Autism, Down Syndrome, and Epilepsy. Our day means our day. Uh, We look forward to you helping us. Thank you. To your bucket list All busters. Day. So let's talk about this week's travel tips. Since this is a show about your bucket list vacation, your absolute I want to do this before I leave this earth type of vacation, I figured I'd give you some tips. This particular um, segment is uh, brought on by a list of uh, travel agents that talk about what they encourage their clients to do when thinking about doing that bucket list trip. And it comes from a a collage of agents. It's not just one particular one. This is not my deal, but all of this I feel is very important or things that I do. So why should you use a travel agent when booking uh, your bucket list vacation? Because unless you travel to every place in the world that you want to travel to, or you've already been there, you need to know someone that has been there before you or specializes in that destination. It's very important that you understand that, and, and I made this mistake when I first went into the travel industry, was thinking that I could be everything for everyone. And unfortunately, we cannot. In, in all businesses, you realize that you specialize in, to, in a niche where you become an expert in that particular um, uh, destination or demographic or activity. And so when you're thinking about your bucket list vacation, you need to find someone that knows about the destination that you're looking to travel to. Second, bucket list experiences tend to be a little more expensive, if not a lot more, um, than other vacations that you may be involved in. And you want to make sure you get the most of your trip. Now, it doesn't have to be super expensive. And one of the things I want to do with this show, when you guys start calling in or emailing me or or uh, connecting with me on Facebook, I would like to show you how you can do one of your bucket list vacations on a budget and then when you just blow it out and do it the way you want to do it but you want to make sure that you look for agents that specialize in that destination that can give you the most bang for your buck um, why do you want to go to a certain place why is it that you want to go to this 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 exotic destination or it could be just around the corner like one of my speakers a couple weeks ago said She just did something here in the United States going to a museum that she's been interested in all of her life. So determine what your motivation is for traveling to this place or going to see what it is that you've been dreaming about all this time. And then making sure that you focus on you when doing so. More than likely, you will be going to, on this trip, with someone else. Some people take a group of people. Some people take their significant other or a child. But you tend to get pulled pulled away from the reason you wanted to go on this vacation when you're going with groups of people. So you want to make sure that you focus on you. If you actually have a list, choose those destination or de- activities that fit your current and future fitness levels. It's important to knock up those more active events while you're young enough and fit enough to enjoy that. Nothing is worse than finally getting there and not being able to do some things because it's too strenuous for you to enjoy. So actually make that list. If you haven't written it down, write it down and take a look at it. And see whether or not there are some things that you need to move up to the top of your list that you need to start checking off right now. I know one of the reasons I got into the travel business was because I had a customer and I was in the insurance industry. And I told her I was about to partake in a new career And she said one of the things that uh, she did that she thought was the biggest mistake of her life, she had worked for the state for 30 years, she had planned to retire and start traveling. But by the time she retired, her body would not allow her to do the things that she had dreamed about doing. So her her encouragement to me was to move forward with what my dreams were. She said, you're going to always have bills, you're going to always have other things that Um, others see as priority, but it's about your life. It's about having fun the way you see fit. And so if, if, you know, you keep putting things off because you've got other expenses or you've got um, some priorities, then figure out a way for you to fit your bucket list items in, into your um, life right now. It's important to get those things that are Um, Like if you want to if you want to go up Kilimanjaro or you want to go to Peru or Galapagos, it's time for you to start doing those while you're young enough to move around to and, and really get the most out of those destinations and then put some of the more calm things on the bottom of the list. I believe in celebrating vacations the night before. There have been plenty of times when the cost was more effective for us to leave from a major airport outside of Austin, so we would travel to that hub, Dallas or Houston for us, and spend the night. That means I'm on vacation another day, a day early. When checking off the bucket list, don't scrimp on the full experience. Get away from home as soon as possible, splurge on a nice hotel room or a great meal and get some good sleep especially if you're traveling a long distance and also if you would like you know this is kind of one of my things is get VIP transfers or upgrade your air accommodations when we flew to Fiji in coach I swore that'd be the last time I flew that um, long of a distance in coach I think it would have made the experience even better Had we upgraded on that particular trip now, not all of them, but that particular one, because it was for, it was a romantic, really my, it was my husband's bucket list. It was at the very top and we were so excited. It was just out of the box, how excited we were, Um, but the air piece of it kind of was a downer. Um, Because it was a crowded flight. We didn't have the room we thought we were going to have on the flight. And it really would have made a difference had we spent a little more time um, investing in or a little more money investing in um, some upgraded air. Be realistic about your budget. Maybe you need to make payments over time on the trip that you desire. To me, nothing's worse than having a lot of debt from a trip that when you get back. Working with an agent that takes payment plans could be a good feature. This is the trip of a lifetime. Splurge, but get the best bang for your buck. That's why an agent is useful. Agents get promotions and options from suppliers they have relationships with. So so many um, options and promotions are out there that the general public don't know about because there's just too many to choose from. So that could be a way for you to get to do, move this particular bucket list item to the top of your list is check it out. Ask, ask the questions, um, start asking now and then you know how you need to plan for making this, making these trips happen. Last but not least, do you want to trust your most expensive experience to just what you see on the internet? These trips are an important part of your history and memories. Don't be fooled by things that may or may not be for real when you get there. That is really important. There have been too many people that have had some very negative experiences by trying to book their bucket list trips um, online. If you're a backpacker and you, you, you're you not very um, particular about where you stay, you just want to get there, that's one thing. But for others, um, especially as we get a little older, we want to make sure that our accommodations fit the, the, the experience that we have in our mind. And, and to top it off, make sure you protect your travel investment with some travel protection. We'll talk about that on another show. But it's very important um, for you to cover your expenses. Um, it's a big investment, so do it. Well, thanks for listening to the show today. Thanks for joining me. I hope we've provided you some resources in today's show that inspire your travel juices, providing you with some valuable information for your next trip, and that I've empowered you to take off and have some fun someplace in the world. Travel with those babies. Travel recharges your mind, body, and soul. You deserve it. This is your Bucket List Buster, and we're here to help you start living your dreams. Visit us on Facebook. See you next week on your Bucket List Buster.